welcome to the Southern Surf Stompcast, where we feature the best surf, instro, and beyond that the South has to offer. I'm your host, Chad Shivers. On today's episode, we'll hear an interview I did with Jeff Sin of the Crazy Aces from Nashville. But first, let's hear a set of brand new music. We're going to start off with The Spoils from Austin, Texas, with their tune, A Test of Character, from their upcoming album, Have a Drink with The Spoils. between rival models, but we've now seen that one side of the debate not only refuses to take evidence into account, but tries to dodge personal responsibility for getting it wrong. This has gone from a test of ideas to a test of character, and a lot of people failed.
last two tracks were from the Flying Faders from Maryland. Thanks to Jamie of the Mystery Men for bringing those guys to my attention. Their album No Sweat came out in December of 2014, and the whole thing is absolutely wonderful. There are a lot of varied influences, the most obvious to me being shoegaze music. That last one you heard was One Too Many, before that, Kathy, and of course we started off the set with The Spoils, a test of character, and thanks to Caleb from The Spoils for sending that one in. Next up, we'll hear a premiere from last month's stomp openers, Vacations from Athens, with their tune, Off the Grid. But first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, this is Bob with the Surf King Surfwear, coming to you from the Southern Surf Stomp Podcast. Check out our shirts and other items online at thesurfkingstore.com.
First in that set, we heard Vacations with Off the Grid, followed by The Woggles with Los Angeles no Nise Matarai, and sorry if I mispronounced that. Now, normally The Woggles play garage rock, but they have a great compilation of their instrumental tracks called Tempo Tantrum. After that, we heard my very first surf band, The Squares, with track four off of our second record. And we closed the set with Fez's World Domination on $3 a day from the album of the same name. And now let's go on to my interview with Jeff Sen. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on, Chad. Of course. Who are the Crazy Aces and what do they all play? Crazy Aces at this point is uh, myself, Jeff Sen on guitar, Kiwamu Stewart on guitar, Alex McCulloch on bass, um, and we're kind of currently looking for a drummer. So uh, that space is open and... Uh, we're, we're we're working and writing without one at the moment, but we're actively searching for one. In the Metro Nashville area. In the Metro Nashville area, yes. <laughs> so if you're in California, we we can't afford the plane ticket. But. Right. <laughs> Could you tell us about a little bit about your name? I I have an understanding that it's kind of a special meaning to you. Yeah, the name Crazy Aces. Um, before the band even got going, um, when it was just in its infancy, the concept, um, the name came from our dog, Ace, who was a coonhound. Uh, we had him for 15 years. He was really into guitars and amps, and especially good-sounding guitars and amps, uh, reverb, tremolo, all that stuff. He was just drawn to it. So before the band existed with active members, the name Crazy Aces just fell off our lips, and there it was. So no matter what happened with the band members of the music, it was going to be Crazy Aces no matter what. That's awesome. I feel really fortunate to have met that dog. Um, and you told me some crazy stories like, you know, you'd like put some pickups in and he like just wouldn't be interested in one guitar and then you'd put some other pickups in and he'd like kind of perk up his head and, and you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we had customers come here with um, a guitar or a new amp to show us, to demonstrate, brag, whatever. And if Ace left the room, there was serious consideration of getting rid of that piece of gear because it probably didn't make the grade. Right. So he, he held a lot of esteem around here, probably more so than myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, Fair enough. that's funny. And he's actually on the cover of the first album uh, as well, he is. right? Yeah. He is, and he's actually got some barking um, on, on one of the cuts on the record as well. So. And, and and we he might appear again soon. It turns out we have some uh, recordings or samples of him we didn't know about. So oh, that's awesome. Be looking for Ace in the future on a on a release. Yeah, maybe you could record uh, Pet Sounds Part Two, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go sample some trains. I just need his genius for it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, right? Yeah. So you've been a professional musician for a long time and worked all over the world and on stages with uh, Jewel and and uh, Winona Judd. Um, what led you to playing instrumental and surf music? Um, I was kind of led back to instrumental and surf after getting off of the road as a professional musician and guitar tech. Um, I knew I had to start a band. My wife had told me, you're going to have to do something musical, which was true, or you're going to go crazy. So I kind of did a little soul searching and, and you know, tried to figure out what I wanted to do um, that was just for myself. I didn't have to do it for anybody else. I didn't have to do it for a living. And pretty soon after I started asking that question, I went back to my youth, um, very, very young boy, 
when I was um, the music of the Ventures and Dwayne Eddy uh, was played by my dad and my uncle and kind of pointed out is this is cool music. And so that basic strong melody, tremolo, reverb thing was really deep inside of me. And that, that, that was the answer. That was my answer. It's like, go back to what you started with and what still somebody can play a million notes and be exceptionally proficient. But as soon as they play a beautiful melody with a gorgeous tone, I'm drawn. That's it. You got me. So I thought that would be fun, you know, and I thought it would be fun then to try to write, you know, for that genre. Speaking of kind of writing in that style, I feel like you guys have a really classic sound, but without sounding like like a copycat. You know, I think a lot of bands these days kind of have this tendency to kind of copy. They're like, oh, I want to sound like the astronauts or I want to sound like, you know, I want to make a modern Bel Air sound, but they, they kind of fall short. I feel like the Crazy Aces aren't trying to copy anything. And almost like you guys could have been contemporaries with, you know, the Ventures or even the Shadows. Um, but yet you still sound modern at the same time. Is that something you're conscious of or how do you, how do you achieve that sound? Yeah, I, it, that's definitely something I'm conscious of as the main writer for the project, um, at least at this moment in time. I have very strong opinions about uh, music that's created that's too derivative of things that have come before and not strong opinions in that I'm, I'm negatively critical mm -hmm. but it for myself it doesn't draw me in I know that many of us who love this genre have heard Miserlou rewritten 50,000 times right you know where you, you say to yourself well man that's awesome and I love these guys and they're playing great but you just kind of took the B section and made it the C section you know and it, <laughs> right. um, so I think along with me hitting a point in my life where I could do whatever I wanted, I wanted to do original music that was my music and drew from the influences I had that were some of the more vintage or older influences like the Ventures um, or even really rhythmically speaking some of the stack stuff. I'm really drawn to the stack stuff like the bar K's and everything. So that's, I mean, it's really, it's a heck of a compliment. Thank you for you know, the wording in your question really means a lot to me because it's, you, you almost said it better than me. It's what, what I and we strive for. Let's give kind of an old time feel to something, but let's make it ours. And at the same time, I mean, we're, we're drawn to bands like the Foo Fighters. So, right. so how do you stick that into something without overplaying or making it too heavy that maybe a wide variety of ages can enjoy? Right. So it's, yeah, we definitely that we that's that's our challenge to ourselves, and that's what we accept, and that's that's our goal is how can we create something that definitely rings to the older sounds, some of the older styles, but isn't necessarily from then. So right. it's a, it's a goal. It's definitely a goal of ours. Yeah, I find it very interesting how you guys hop from genre to genre. You know, kind of within the instro banner. Our very good friend Noel from Surf Guitar 101, the forum, um, to the stars. Um, he wrote in his review of your first record, uh, Greatest Hits Volume 2, uh, they, formed a, they form a kind of musical journey through various forms of surf instro music. And I think, you know, Noel always puts everything the best, so... Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Do you, um, do you write 
kind of aimed at a at a genre or a style, or is it just kind of come and then you just and then you put it out there? I'd be remiss not to start this and just have a shout out to Noel. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been he's been so good to us and he's a great friend and um, one of the first people to write a critique of our work and everything. So if you're listening, Noel, hello, my friend. <laughs> um, uh, once in a while, a, a seed will get planted in my head for a style. I think earlier I had mentioned stacks and like the bar case. Sometimes I'll be listening to some of that music and I'll notice a certain signature of beat or groove. And especially if I feel that it's catchy, that's a real important thing to me. And sometimes that will stay with me. And a week later, something comes out of me that's, you know, maybe derivative of that beat or that style. Right. So, um, I think that's where some of it comes from. Once again, going back to influences, but not being the influences, you know. The first time I saw you guys was in Douglasville, at the Douglasville Surf Fest in 2013. And you guys kind of seemed to come out of nowhere and, uh, and proceeded to completely destroy everyone uh, in attendance and all the bands. I th you guys were definitely the highlight of the show. <laughs> um, wow. Was that kind of your introduction into like the Southern Surf scene on a on like a personal level, or had you guys been had you guys been in it before? Um, we were we definitely weren't in it. That was a that was a a christening if ever there was one. We had known about a lot of you guys, the Mystery Men, um, Kill Baby Kill. I think I had told Noah after I had met him that when I when I first put the band together, I didn't really know what was happening out out there, mm -hmm. you know, what other people were doing with this music. So I started to search around, naturally, with the resources we have these days on the internet. And, uh, you know, I, I ran into, Kill Baby Kill was one of the first bands I saw, and I sort of looked at what they were doing with social networking, because um, I'm not uh, a big social networking guy and didn't know how people use it and stuff. So I was aware of, of a lot of the bands and, and was a member of Surf Guitar 101, but we hadn't met anybody. We were just up here in Nashville. I guess at the time we thought it was funny because we had been together for, I think, a little over a year, maybe a year and a half, doing gigs up here. So when I think some of you guys, I think uh, Jamie from the Mystery Man, of course, said, you guys came out of nowhere. And it was like, we, we've been up there. We're, you know, but, <laughs> but not to anybody who would know or care, you know, that, that liked the music or the genre. So Douglasville was our christening, and it was um, it was absolutely amazing, and it really was mind blowing, and opened our eyes as to how wonderful this scene is, and how wonderful the human beings that are involved in the scene are, and um, that was pretty important for some of the other guys in the band. Being from Nashville, there's a lot of pretty tough, thick-skinned, tough musicians up here. They're pretty jaded, and to be around that much love and that much support. Uh, it was just absolutely incredible. So that was our introduction, definitely, to a lot of the Southern surf scene and the players, Mystery Men, Kill Baby Kill. It just that that that's where we first met everybody. Yeah, and it was a pretty mind blowing experience to be accepted like that. We certainly didn't come in there with any sort of ego. Like we're going to, we wanted to do the best we could, like right. any musician always does. But there was no. Um, there was no thought process or pretense that we were going to blow everybody away and we're great. It was just, here we are, let's do what we do and just see where it lands and just be around all these other people doing it, you know? Right. So. 
Well, you guys have received some really great press. You guys have been in Guitar Player Magazine, uh, Vintage Guitar Magazine, and uh, you guys were nominated for Best Album uh, for 2014 by Pipeline Magazine, which is based in the UK. How did all that come about? Wow, it, it was kind of a whirlwind of events, especially with the, the press. Um, through my, my work as a guitar builder and repairman, um, I had been approached by one of the reviewers, a guitar player, uh, about a set of pickups that he was about to review. He had known that I'd used them. So I had his connection, and um, I just threw a dart, you know. As, as you know, we'll, we'll try anything we can to get our music out to people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I just thought it was, you know, there was a, it wasn't a snowball's chance in hell, but I was like, hey, is there anybody I could send our record to? It's an instrumental guitar record. So I'm sure some of your readers would like it, but is there somebody I can get it to to review or something, you know? And uh, he contacted Michael Melenda, and um, to my surprise, like two days later, an email came from Michael and said, we'd love to do an interview with you. Can I send you some questions, and can you get a professional picture? Well, at the time, I don't think we had any good pictures. Mm-hmm. So uh, I called up Kiwamu and said, you got to come over. you got to take off an hour from work tomorrow, and we got to go shoot a picture real fast. And um, so that just materialized, and it was like magic. You know, I think most of us, I'm, I'll be 48 years old this year, and I, I remember, I think, Yvonne Pongrasek and I were talking. It's like, I don't, I don't think at this point in my life I ever thought we'd be in Guitar Player Magazine, right. let, alone for, let alone for surf instrumental rock yeah. and roll, you know, let alone something that you, you love doing. You know, right. it's like, so that was pretty magical and really cool for Kiwamu because he had been out of the music scene completely for a long time. So... Vintage Guitar Magazine, I don't even remember the chain of events that happened there, how that, that happened as well, but we thought that they were going to do a little review in the back and be mm-hmm. incredibly thankful for that. And same thing, I think I received an email saying we'd like to write a, a story. So it was pretty mind-blowing. Um, some of it was through, you know, a little bit through connections I had, but in the end, really, I think it was the editor's liking the music or so I was told enough to, to give us that, that shot to put it in there. Um, the, the funny thing about that is in this day and age, I think so few people are, are into print and everything that, uh, it, it, you know, it doesn't really do all that much for you. Um, but it was still, it doesn't take away from the experience. And like I said, it's just, I think it's every guitar player's dream, you know, to see their their mug in a guitar magazine. Bragging rights, man. Yeah, it it was, it was amazing. And And like I said, on top of it for something that, we really enjoy doing, you know, in love. It was like, really? Are you kidding me? Do you know who we are? Have you listened to the record? You know? right. At this point in my career, in my life, you know, the, for those type of things to happen to get that exposure was just, um, I just kind of had, you know, ruled that out. I was on to other things, if you will. And I, I guess, you know, at times I'm, 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 I'm always surprised still when we get praise or press or anything. And maybe it's because I sort of think of us as, um, I still think of us as a band starting out on the scene, especially if you look at the broad scene, like Europe and California and stuff. So I still see us as a nascent band that people are still learning about. So thinking in that way, it's surprising to get, you know, any sort of accolades. And then I also see us as a band that doesn't really fit uh, the form as much as some other bands. Right. You know, we, we definitely are different. We're an instrumental band with surf leanings. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of true fans might not call us a surf band, and that's fair. 
so with those things in mind, to get any sort of you know accolades or press or attention is is incredible. It's it's amazing, you know, because you just figure that there's other people that will get that, or there's other records, which there are, as you know, there's wonderful, wonderful artists in the genre. So it's always a surprise, you know, and as anybody would expect, it's an incredibly pleasant surprise, but it just sort of makes you think, great, let's keep doing what we're doing, you know, let's yeah. stay on this track and keep going, you know, so. Yeah, and I gotta say, you're in great company, and, and, and instrumental and surf music had a, had a great year in guitar player, yeah. You know, with uh, Insect Surfers and the Madeira and you guys. I mean, it's just... Yeah, and your a... listeners your listeners probably maybe would be surprised to know, but like when I saw the Madeira, or when I saw Insect Surfers was the next one, and Dave Arnson and I talked via email, for some reason I think I, I got it before he did. Mm -hmm. And I sent, I, I, I never usually copy pictures. I'm pretty big on copyrights and right. things like that. But I, I copied the picture and I sent it to him. And in my mind, I thought, okay, now this is justice. We're a new band. They're the insect surfers. Right. You know, this should have been the other way around. And then Madeira getting in there, it was my same thought process. It's like, well, these guys all should have been first, you know? <laughs> so, and I was glad for everybody, but and it, and it's, um, I don't know that, you know, we started anything or put anybody's ear out. But that was my first thought. It was like, us? What about the other guy? What about these guys? Everybody right. knows and loves. So. Right. What's in store for the Crazy Aces for 2015, other than playing um, the Southern Surf Stomp on February 21st? Oh yeah, well, that's <laughs> first and foremost. That's um, we're looking forward to the Southern Surf Stomp on February 21st because it's going to be our first time out in a while. Um, the guy's schedules got pretty busy at the end of 2014, and we really weren't able to do anything. So. Um, Southern Surf Stomp, February 21st, will be our first outing. We're really excited. We're so thrilled to come back down to Atlanta and play for our friends in Atlanta. It's like our second home, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, tremendous. So so that's first up. Um, we are kind of piecing the band back together a little bit, you know, with some new members. So we're going to probably be working hard the first half of the year in the Nashville area on, on that. Um, there's a lot of new material that we want to do and we've already started working on, uh, but we'll have to probably catch up a new player or two to, you know, Lord knows maybe 50, 60 songs that we have, you know, backlogged or... So there'll be some new wood shedding for 2015. There'll be um, some singles. We're going to be releasing some singles or even like little duo double things here and there uh, as the band takes, takes form and regroups. And then uh, just the other day, Crispy confirmed us for Instro Summit uh, in awesome. North Carolina in Chapel Hill. So uh, May 15th, 16th, and 17th. So we're beyond excited to go back there and see all of our friends and play again. So 2015 will kind of be a little bit of a reinvention for Crazy Aces with sure. some members and then with the different members too, trying to evolve the sound, you know, keep it uh, fresh, keep it happening. And... Um, and uh, maybe hone a little bit of our production capabilities as well mm -hmm. so that we can get the overall sound of Crazy Aces, you know, a little closer to what I'm hearing in my head, maybe. And I, I think those will be probably plenty of challenges for 2015. Anything more than that, our heads will probably explode. <laughs> sure. Well, um, my last question, what can we expect from uh, the Crazy Aces at the Southern Surf Stomp? Ah, We've got a couple surprises for Southern Surf Stomp. Uh, we have something we're working on with uh, uh, the host from the 
Southern Surf Stomp podcast, Chad Shivers, that um, if everybody's lucky, we'll unveil there. I only say if they're lucky because we have to finish it. So that's mm-hmm. that's key, I guess. But um, we'll be doing some covers. Uh, a lot of times we'll stick to our own material because uh, we take a lot of pride in it and we want people to hear it and reach it. But we have some covers that are just plain old fun to play. And so we'll be playing some of those covers. And I think you'll see a, a little bit of a new and, and maybe... I guess we've always been invigorated. I'll always be bouncing around a stage like a fool, but mm-hmm. you know, kind of a reinvigorated crazy aces, you know, yeah. and maybe even a little bit of a testing the waters crazy aces, right. you know. We're going to be stepping outside of our usual footprint just a little bit, and yeah. I think it's going to be a blast, you know. We're excited with the collaboration idea once again to have you play some songs with us if it's possible. You know, that's that's really exciting to us. Right. You know, anytime we can do something like that now, you'll probably see us doing that no matter where it is. So, Right. I also uh, would like to take the opportunity to pimp my uh, the drummer for my group, Moonbase. Mr. Sonny Harding will be joining the Crazy Aces one time yeah. only for the stomp. And uh, I'm really excited. You never know. It might not be one time only. We'll oh, see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? But I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see how that works, you know. Well, and having seen Sonny play um, with you guys, it's, uh, I mean, we're thrilled. It's exciting. We're glad he's doing it. We're glad he's stepping up. And it's going to be really exciting to make some fresh music with uh, somebody we've never played with before. That's going to be fantastic. You know, so who knows what you're going to see. You know, we've we've been known to extend songs sometimes if it's feeling right. And and who knows? That's going to be fun. It's going to be uncharted territory in a a great place with some great people. So we're thankful he's doing it, definitely. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on the show and and talking to us. Uh, Anything else you wanted to tell our listeners? Uh, Just, you know, Chad, thanks for having me on the show. Um, Thanks for supporting Crazy Aces. Thanks for everything you do for the music that we all love so much between your podcasts Southern Surf Stomp shows, uh, we're also very, very fortunate to have you. You work tirelessly for this music, and, and we all benefit from it. So uh, Crazy Aces and myself are exceptionally thankful for that, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on February 21st. Yeah, man, it's going to be a blast. Um, uh, and, 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 yeah, you know, I, I love it. So we, we, we work hard for the things we love, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Cool. All right, thanks, brother. We'll see you February 21st. All right. Take care, man. All right. See you.
You just heard El Capitan and the band with no name with Man With No Name. You can see those guys play along with the Crazy Aces at the Southern Surf Stomp on February 21st at Cavana in Decatur, Georgia. Before that, we heard Busted and Broken, and we started that set with Boogie Board, both from the Crazy Aces. And I'd like to thank Jeff for such a great interview. Up next is The Carvers with Over the Falls. And then we'll hear a couple of cover tunes. First, Dwayne Eddy's Movin' and Groovin', as played by Reverend Organ Drum, featuring Jim Heath, better known as the Reverend Horton Heat, on guitar. And then one of my all-time favorite Beach Boys tunes, Warmth of the Sun, as played by the Martian Denny Orchestra, featuring Eddie Angel on guitar, which happens to be playing at the Stomp on April 18th.
50 years of surf music and instrumental rock, check out The Longboard Show on the radio Tuesday nights at 9 on WREK Atlanta 91.1 FM or via webcast WREK.org slash longboards. This is going to be our last set. First up, you'll hear Mag 7 with Lahaina. Then, the Phantom 5 with Bustin' Suds. And finally, the Ramrods with Sleazy.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Southern Surf Stompcast. If you enjoyed it, please recommend it to a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can check us out online at southernsurfstomp.blogspot.com, Facebook, or Twitter at South Surf Stomp. Feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, feedback, or requests at chadshiversmusic at gmail.com. Thanks again to Jeff Sin and the Crazy Aces. And as always, our sponsors, the Surf King Surfwear, the Longboard Show on WREK.org, French Factory on WFNU.org, and of course the Penetrators for letting us use their Southern Surf Syndicate theme as our intro and outro music. We hope you'll join us next time for the next Southern Surf Stompcast.